Designing an SUV for the electric age means redesigning what an SUV can be. Introducing the Polestar 3. Designed to go farther with up to 300 miles of range. Polestar 3. Designed to protect with advanced safety systems. Designed to look and sound like nothing else on the road. It's time you move up to Polestar. What are you waiting for? Polestar 3, the SUV for the electric age. To learn more and design yours today, visit PolestarColumbus.com. Polestar 3. It's time has come. Peace, peace, everyone. It's your girl, Sequoia Blue, back in here with another episode on this beautiful Thursday. Grateful to be here. We got a special guest today. We got Ty Goodwin. She's a marketing extraordinaire, and she's an award-winning instructional designer, author, speaker, marketing strategist, CEO of that marketing team. She's a former teacher turned entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience marketing online. Can't make that up. <laughs> What got you into this? Like, what what were you thinking when you were a teacher and saying, let me get into the marketing game? Well, you know what? I, I left teaching because I wanted more freedom and flexibility. That was the the, the main piece. Um, I love teaching. I still teach. But I didn't like being part of a system that I didn't agree with, number one, about bureaucracy of education in America and all that kind of stuff. But I also didn't like the fact that I couldn't go to the bathroom when I needed to. <laughs> And then, you know, and I couldn't like, take a day off without feeling like super guilty and you had to be in the classroom all the time. I just, you know, I said it, it, enough is enough. And um, but, but but actually and I did go into corporate, you know, for a number of years after that. But what got me into this entrepreneurship gig was my daughter. So I've been in it 20 years. Um, and I know that because I started when she was born, my plan was to be home with her and I have to go back to a day job. Now, it didn't quite work out that way, but that's what started it all. Wow, that is amazing. Because a lot of times people are so scared to follow their calling, you know, follow mm -hmm. their passion and stuff. But yeah. you said, I'm gonna do this anyway. And I'm gonna figure out how to make this work so I can spend time with my daughter. What were some of the steps you you started with to get your your business off the ground? Like, is it mm -hmm. like if somebody doesn't have the money, let's say two, but let's start with the person that has the money. What would the person do with the money? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um you know, with the money, I think you have to really invest in marketing. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a marketer. You know, I'm saying that because, um, you know, social media has gotten a lot of us fooled that, oh, social media is free. So I'm going to do all of my marketing for free. You're still competing with people that have money. You're still competing with people that are paying for marketing strategy. And so if you are not um, in, prepared to make an investment in your marketing, you're not having a marketing budget, you're not thinking about it you're always going to have a hard way to go. So I would I would invest in getting somebody that has a really good marketing background and can do real market real marketing strategy. And I want to stress this. I love VAs. I've got two VAs on my team right now, but a VA is not a marketing strategist. So they can do the stuff, but they don't always know like why and what, you know? So that's a whole other thing. If you don't have the money, you know, the first thing is you got to get really clear about what your what problem you're going to solve, and you got to find some people who will pay you to solve it. You know, and that's at the that's at the the crux of anything, right? I see a lot of people who just oh, I love doing X, Y, and Z. Well, that's great. Who's going to pay you to do it? That's not your friends, not your cousins, not the people that follow you and like you on Facebook. Mm -hmm. You need some real people that are going to pay real money, or else you don't have a business. You know what? That's a whole fact. And that's what that's what people got to understand. You know, you see so much on social media and you see people saying, I, I started a shirt line st and opened my Shopify. And then the next day I made one million dollars. I made this. And it's like 
people get so hype and they be like, all right, I could do this too. Yeah. But they didn't put no marketing behind it, no money. And once sometimes they leave out the fact that they might have spent two grand to get it that way. Mm-hmm. Now I, I kind of I talked to one girl one time and she made a lot of money and she I said, Hey, tell me the real deal. I inboxed her and she actually replied. Some people don't. And yeah. she said, you know, I did spend twenty five hundred in Facebook ads. She said, in order to get what I have. I said, mm-hmm. okay. But I felt like she could tell the people that too. But I yeah. know that that's another form of marketing for YouTube. Let me get you to click this video as fast as possible. And then listen, when they click the video, you can tell them, but you know, be truthful. You yeah. know, but there's a lot of flukes out there. And I just I just wrote a post the other day about how it's like uh so your audience may remember um Chris Rock in New Jack City, Pookie. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was chasing that high? Oh, you know, and that's what a lot of people experience. They have a fluke. Right. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't even have to be on social media, which there's a lot of flukes on social media. Um, it could be like, you know, I met somebody at an event and they gave me a five thousand dollar deal. And so now you're chasing that. I'm going to yeah. get another person. I'm going to go to another networking event and another networking event. Yeah. I'm going to make another reel and another reel and another reel. And it's like you're literally chasing a high. Those flukes are not to be substituted for marketing strategy and for business strategy. They happen once in a blue moon. They happen once every 10,000 people, because I promise you for every person that spent $5 on a Facebook ad and made a million dollars or even made $10,000, there's a 10,000 people that did not have that experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So you yep. really have to put that in perspective. Yeah. And I noticed there is a certain strategy to it. Cause when you, cause I took a course last year for uh via Coursera, Coursera, mm-hmm. which y'all should check that out. It's free. And I took it and I said, I wasn't doing my strategy correctly in the past. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I was, I wasn't targeting correctly. I wasn't doing things right. And I was like, that's why I didn't win. And so it's not, you can have the money, but you can still not win because you don't know what you're doing. So, <laughs> but when I fixed the strategy towards the end of last year, guess what? I made sales. My car game is selling. It's selling every month now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's almost like you don't even have to spend money every month because now the word is getting out because you just spent money on this thing. Mm-hmm. Then you start using UGC creators and certain things to, because yeah. sometimes they can probably say it better than you. They might have a different mm-hmm. little swag going on. Yeah. And sometimes it's okay to hire a UGC creator. And that's that's one of the marketing strategies I think is essential is, mm-hmm. is maybe if it's a product. Now, mm-hmm. if it's coaching or getting leads now, that's a whole nother strategy which I don't even know yet how to do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, you know, it is. And, you know, listen, there's no one way to do marketing. There's something that works for you today. Yeah. There's something that works for somebody else tomorrow. And, and, and literally, like, you could do one thing today, and then two months from now, it's not going to work anymore. Or somebody else might do the same thing that you did, and it's a total failure. So I know there are a lot of people out there that say, you have to do this, or you can only do this. And simply, that's not true. Marketers at our heart, we test everything. Mm-hmm. Does this work? Does that work? Does this work better? And I, and while we're talking about Facebook ads, I want to say something else that I think is a is something that's a blind spot for a lot of people. A lot of people are always trying to spend the least money as possible. And so they're like, how much do I have to spend on these ads? One of my coaches said this, and I'll never forget it. He said, no, the question is, how much can you afford to spend? Mm. And what he meant by that was that he would spend as much money as he had. Because he knows there's a return on it, you know, and I, and I, that shadows my story a little bit. You know, the first time I spent five hundred dollars in Facebook ads, I almost like, you know, fell on the floor. 
<laughs> you know, I got that little message from Facebook that said, um, hey, we just took money out of your account. Now, I didn't say that. It said, you know, it's your month time to pay, whatever. But it felt like they were snatching money from my account. Yeah. And I shut the ass down, Sequoia. Oh, no. You know, my coach said, well, why'd you do it? I said, they took $500 out of my account. And I was so glad back then. This was before Zoom. Like was like a big thing. So he couldn't see my neck roll and all the attitude that I had. And he said, well, how much money did you make? And I, I said, oh, <laughs> let me check. And, you know, I spent $500 over a two week period of time. And I ended up booking two clients for a total of $8,500. When? Can yeah, I say yeah. a win return on investment? Exactly. And that's when I understood. I said, oh, now, because those are people who had never heard me before in my life. Wow. And all of a sudden I got one person that paid 3000 and another person that paid in full for a 5500 Dang. Right? See? Two weeks. See? And ever since then, ever since then, I have never done below $10,000 a month in my business. Dang. I mean, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, I, I said to myself, I'm going to use myself as a guinea pig, that I was going to start coaching because I'm in tech. So I was mm -hmm. like, let me just help people find tech work or just help them navigate through AI and stuff like that. Yeah. Those things I know how to do, data integration, stuff like that. But uh -huh. then I said, oh, man, I got to run ads for that. And I already got my car game. So I was like, I don't want to run ads for both. But I said, Sequoia, you do know that you can actually get two clients and be good because I'm simply just coaching. I'm not, you know, because I don't have the, the team to actually mm -hmm. go in and be like doing the work and doing their ads for them. Not right now. I said, I'll show you how to get to the ad and how to do it yourself. <laughs> you know, or they got to come to someone like you or because oh. you might do the ads for them or certain marketing companies do the ads yeah. for them. But yeah. yeah, I was like, I think that's what people understand. They got to bet on themselves, right? Absolutely. They got to believe. Yeah. Well, it, it, believe it. And it's, and it's all about understanding how marketing works. You know, I, I think, and I don't know if it's our, our our culture, you know, actually I do. I think it's some of our culture, right, where we're so used to everything being word of mouth and referrals. And we have this ingrained to us is that, okay, we're so good at what we do that we shouldn't have to pay for advertising. Mm -hmm. People that are making money don't think that way. They're they thinking, what can I invest so I can move faster? And we're steady trying to, well, I just need one more referral and I'm going to go to this networking event and I'm going to see if so-and-so can mention me. And it's so slow. And it's, slow. One of the, yeah, and it's one of the reasons why when you look at the stats that uh, people of color, we usually have one person businesses. We don't we don't we can't scale fast enough to actually bring in other people and hire people. So we stay very, very small. Yep. And you've got these other folks that are out there and they're building a team and they're hitting six and seven figures really fast. And we're slowly climbing up the rough side of the mountain because <laughs> yep. we don't need no marketing. We don't need no advertising. I heard you. Yep. You don't have to do it that way. <laughs> I concur because the, the and I do want to say the black community is like that. Now, when I talk to other races, mm -hmm. they done dropped a thousand. They done dropped two grand. And that's why they don't work a regular job more more often. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're not, we're too, we're like, no, we got to hold on to the dollar. <laughs> uh, but I'll go get that Jordans though. I'll go get those Jordans. Uh, exactly. But I'm going to hold on because I got to retire, you know, and, <laughs> and it's okay to save money for retirement. But it's also not guaranteed. We don't know if we're going to get to 60. We don't know. So if you want to live your life now, have a fruitful mm -hmm. life, just try to save up and put in that investment. Yeah. You know, it's organic is just, is not it all the time. 
It's not it. And then listen, we talk about a combination, right? You got to have balance, balance, you know, but I, but I see it all the time where people are like, you know, I'm trying to get clients fast. So are you going to invest in ads? No, I'm going to do everything organic. And I'm like, well, how, how many people are you going to talk to a week? And well, I'm going to talk to, you know, I got these three people and I'm like, but you need five clients. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like when I'm doing the math. Math don't math that way, you know. Yeah, math not mathing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I'm like, you can't go to your friends like you said, your cousins, and be posting to them all day. They're gonna get tired. They're gonna unfollow you. I'm like, ah, yeah. Shanique, we're doing that again. Bye. You know, you gotta go to the people yeah. you don't know and and push it. And that's the thing. So yeah, that's why I started this podcast. I want to show people the truth, different yeah. ways to get there. You know, mm-hmm. and so what. What books would you recommend to someone that is trying to become an entrepreneur or just marketing? Oh, my goodness. There's so much good stuff. Um, and I love books. So I'll tell you about the ones that I'm, I'm reading, you know, right now, the ones that have um, really, really helped me. Um, one was called Ready, Aim, Ready, Fire, Aim. Right. Yeah. And he talks about, you know, how you know people spend all this time trying to get things right when, you know, you've got to move at the speed of things and you've got to iterate in that. So that was a really great book. Um, Fanatical Prospecting is another one um, that that really, really helped me understand how to prospect, because a lot of people think it's prospecting and sales. It ain't, it ain't happening, you know. <laughs> um, you know, I'm going to plug my book. So I got a couple of, of books out there. One is called oh, Go yeah, yeah. It's Your Time. And it's more about the inside stuff. Um, but that's a huge thing for a lot of people, like not feeling like an imposter or, you know, being able to have confidence in what you do, because confidence will close a sale, you know, faster than anything. Confidence will, a lack of confidence will also kill a sale. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then we're working on a book called Quiz and Grow Rich. Um, because we use quizzes in our marketing and um, that was the that was a game changer for us. I used one quiz and that was that that Facebook ad strategy that I was talking about before. Yeah, I used that one quiz and one Facebook ad to generate 9000 leads in four months. OK, I got to get that book. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's coming out. It's yeah, quiz and grow rich. And you know, it, it's it's about the strategy, you know, that I use and how we've been doing that same thing for our clients, helping them generate leads using quizzes because people want something interactive, you know. Yes, they do. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because it's so confusing to know which direction to go. Like, um, I, you know, videos, are you going to do videos to run ads with? Or, you know, you just mm-hmm. got to find that thing. And sometimes the cartoon videos can be kind of fun, too. Yeah, it's like it just finding that 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 good, uh, I guess, what works for the person. Mm-hmm. So um, one of my other questions is, so as far as like marketing, right? Like, I keep seeing people on LinkedIn and they're saying, okay, I post 10 times a day on LinkedIn to get my clients or whatever they say. And they start at four 30 and stuff. Do you think LinkedIn is a great place to like, you know, get some more leads, especially if you're coaching or. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's about knowing who your audience is and having a real plan to connect with them. You know, even with LinkedIn and just like with any social media platform, you've got to be intentional. And what doesn't work on any platform is these mass blasts that people do. I'm just going to throw stuff out there and I'm going to hope that, People see it. I'm going to pray to the social media algorithm gods, right? That they send my stuff to people. You know, there's strategies on each platform that you can use to really connect with people. Make your content visible, but you've got to have a strategy for who you're connecting with. And you've got to have a strategy for reaching out to them directly because at the end of the day, people do business with other people. So you have to find a way to connect. 
And do you believe people should create a page on LinkedIn, like their own business page? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Because I know when I'm going to look, you know, when I go, first of all, LinkedIn is SEO friendly, right? So if somebody is searching for you on, on Google space, right? And yeah. your LinkedIn stuff will come up because it's SEO friendly, right? And so if they find that on LinkedIn and, you know, when I look at people on LinkedIn, I'm going to go look at their things. I'm going to go look at their content. I'm going to know, I want to see who they're connected to. I want to see who else they're recommended you know, with, right. I'm going to look at all of those things. So yes, have as much visibility as you can. If your clients are on LinkedIn, you need to be spending some time there. Yeah, I agree. LinkedIn has, I got jobs from LinkedIn. I get connections. LinkedIn has been my source, like Facebook and Instagram are Mm -hmm. just for my business, the marketing stuff. But LinkedIn is like the boss, like of the boss, like it's my favorite site, but you'd be surprised how many people, especially in our community do not know about LinkedIn. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah, so I'm on LinkedIn. What's a LinkedIn? I'm like, oh, no, what are you doing? Get on LinkedIn. Yeah. It's because a lot of these people are entrepreneurs and, you know, they're like, well, I don't want a, people to know much about me. I'm like, but you got a business and or, or if you need a job, you have to let, you don't, there's a way to stay quiet, but yet put yourself out there. Like you don't have to, they only know what you tell them, you know, mm-hmm. and I yeah. think. Yeah, it's okay to have LinkedIn and and it's how you keep jobs. That's how you find jobs. That's how you build the connection to get a job if the person's looking for a job, you know? So yeah, Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there are a lot of people that are hiding in plain sight, you know? And so like they're they're there, but nobody knows how to find them because they don't do anything to optimize their profiles, they don't do anything to make themselves visible. And then I see what will happen is they'll 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 have a Facebook profile. And well, nobody, I don't get any business from it, but you're not really marketing it. You just had a profile or I have a LinkedIn account, but I don't get any business from it. Well, did you reach out to anybody? No, I just created a page. You don't even have your picture on your page. It's like a gray blob. And oh, name, no. Right. And no, no information about your business, about what you do. But I'm on LinkedIn, like not really. Oh God, <laughs> see, and that's why coaches and stuff are so needed because people really be like, they just going to come to me. No, we got to put some stuff there for them to make them come. You're right on that. And I know LinkedIn started the lead generation thing, but someone said it's like highly expensive. So I still think Facebook is still better to, mm. to lead generation for lead generation than uh, LinkedIn. It, de- it depends on who your audience is. Like if you're a, if you're B2C, right, of course, you know, you might find more people on, you know, um, Facebook and Instagram. But if you're B2B. Ladies and gents, jazz up your New Year's Eve with the renowned Jeff Hamilton Organ Trio. Swing in the New Year at the Lincoln Theater with an unforgettable evening of soulful Hammond B3 organ sounds by Akiko, Saruga, and dynamic guitar work by Steve Kolbachek, led by renowned drummer Jeff Hamilton. This trio is a powerhouse of talent that will get you moving and grooving into 2024 with style. Join us December 29th at the Lincoln Theater. Visit jazzartsgroup.org for tickets and information. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Right. First of all, you know, if you're talking to somebody who's a C-suite executive or HR or somebody who's making a buy decision, they're not on Facebook trying to do business. They're on Facebook looking at reels and letting their hair down and relaxing. 
So they're not going to respond to your business stuff on Facebook because that's not what they do there. But yeah. and you know the other thing to think about is if you're B2B, a lot of corporate companies they ban Facebook. You cannot get on Facebook or Instagram, but you can get on LinkedIn. So your people are are there. It really depends on like knowing who your audience is and knowing where they like to spend time. And that's the key. And 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 that's what your company offers too, that strategic plan and and do you guys also do the ads for the the customers as well? Yeah, we do. Oh, we focus um, yeah, we focus on lead generation. 68% of marketers and 68% of entrepreneurs say that market that generating leads is their biggest issue. Right. So if you if you for your audience, if they're listening and they've been struggling with this, like, why is it so hard? Listen, it's not just you. Sixty eight percent of the people that are in this space are struggling to get leads. And so we focus all of our funnels and all of our content and all of our ads on helping our clients get qualified leads every single month. That's amazing. That's this is exciting. Because this is this is the thing. If you guys have a skill set or knowledge set, come on now, hit up your girl Ty if you don't want to research it yourself, uh, research yourself and get on it. Because there's ways to to make the income you're looking for and to live a good life. A lot mm-hmm. of people are trying to get out their job, and and mm-hmm. that goes into mental illness. You know, a lot of you know, <laughs> a lot of people they're. They're doing this while they have a regular job. They're trying to get their business mm-hmm. off the ground. And then they got kids and stuff. I don't have any children. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of people I know with children. And they're like, ah, break it. Ah, you know, I don't know. I can't post every day. I don't know what to post. Ah, you know, it's like, how, do, how does one find that balance? Yeah. Well, well, we have a membership program called the Leads Lab. And it's specifically, like I said, we're showing people all the different strategies they can use to get leads. And one of the things that we give them is a social media and email calendar. Right. So I'm really big on helping people create a repeatable system so they can have predictable income every single month. And part of that means like we're giving you the tools and the scripts so that you're not starting from scratch, because I know I know that's like I launched my business while I was working, you know, and so I know what it's like to not have the time to be up at two o'clock in the morning working on your website. Right. Or to only be able to see clients on a Saturday morning or after eight o'clock. I know what that feels like. And I know the pain of being distracted with a day job, right? Because what you really want to do is all this other stuff, but you got to go to that day job or you got to do that work with your day job. Um, And so I know what that's like. And I also know um, that it's possible. I've walked away from my last day job six years ago. Oh man. Amen. It's Koya. I will not tell you. I mean, I've been working since I was 15. I'm only 20 now, but you know, yeah, yeah. You know, you're 20, yeah, you know, right, all right. right. But um, I, I, it was the first time in my adult life, actually in my entire life, that I walked away from a job and I did not have a backup plan. I didn't have another business. I didn't have a, another job lined up. I didn't even have a resume, Sequoia, when I walked out. Um, I had a little small severance package, but I was determined that I was going to, you know, work. And I told my, my husband at the time, I said, I will eat ramen noodles every day for two years before I go back to a day job. It's been six years. We've been at multiple six figures for the last three years in our business. So it is 100% possible, right, to not just replace your income, but to surpass your income that you had at your day job. That's what I'm talking about. See, and you had the right mindset too, because a stinking mindset could mess up your 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 dream because rather you believe your spiritual believe manifestation or not whatever you're thinking about it's going to happen so if you're mm-hmm. saying oh i kind of want this and you quit your job and you kind of want it well you're going to get a kind of result but if you say i want this bad as i want to breathe i'll eat ramen noodles 
you know, and get this thing off the ground, mm-hmm. you're going to make it happen. There's no doubt. Yeah. You know, and I don't care if you got to get a loan, whatever you got to do to to get the ad started off to get that lead fast. Because, you know, yeah. you might have children. You got you got to go fast. That's fine. But doing it, doing it that way, it just it, I just feel like it guarantees more success. Ha- having the mindset, mm-hmm. having the, st- the strategy. Boom. Yeah. It's over. That is man. That's that's so amazing. I'm so happy for you. Um, so what I was, there was another thing I was going to talk to you about, cause I had a few topics. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to remember what the other topic was. Look, <laughs> when you're working since 6 a.m. And then I was like, and like my mind went like, <laughs> what was I going to say? Mm-hmm. So, but basically, um, what do you think about the YouTube shorts and the TikTok shorts? And uh-huh. like, do you think that that's still good. Well, I know it depends on the strategy, but what are you thought? What are your thoughts on the shorts, the YouTube shorts and TikTok shorts? So listen, I'm addicted to them. You know, I don't know if I use them for business as much as I do for pleasure. <laughs> you know, but it's a, but it's a, depending on your offer, depending on your products. You know, if you've got a product based line, you know, you're going to want to use some of that. If you're just trying to get visibility and grow your reach, you're going to use those platforms. It really depends on where your audience is. If your audience watches video. Fantastic. You need to be in a space where you can provide some video content to your audience. So I think the reels are great. I think people also have to remember that not everybody likes video, you know? True. So you you kind of have to, like, I, I watch their shorts and that kind of stuff because the videos and that kind of stuff because, you know, I'm, I'm usually using it for entertainment purposes and that kind of stuff, but I'm not a real video person, you know? And it's because uh, I'm, one of those, I'm one of those nerds that reads faster than people can talk. So when I do watch video, I'm speeding it up to like 2.5. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh dang. Right, you know, um, but I read faster than I than I hear. And that's just one of my learning styles. That's my, my preferred learning style. So, you know, knowing your audience, do they prefer video or do they want to read? Do mm. they prefer audio? Not everybody listens to podcasts, right? Yeah, that's true. I started when I started podcasting, I just kept it straight uh audio because i'm an mm-hmm. introvert believe it or not and that's what mm-hmm. i was going to ask you earlier and then i lost mm-hmm. my train of thought what do you say to introverted people like me like i got over it i just mm-hmm. start if i mess up i don't care anymore but yeah. when i <laughs> but some people are still at the stage of where mm-hmm. i was where yeah. it's like oh i don't want to show myself because uh whatever well i want to clarify i'm an introvert and people say oh, no wow. you're not yes i am and i think people get the definition of introvert wrong introvert does not mean i'm shy mm-hmm. not at all but it does mean that after a certain amount of time, I don't want to be peopled. I don't want to talk to nobody. It drains my energy. So, for example, Sequoia, if you ask me, hey, Ty, you want to go such and such a place? My question is, how long do we have to stay? <laughs> Mine's too. I'm not going to lie. Because after two hours, I don't want to talk to no people. And, I, and even in my business, I've designed my business where I've got a break in the middle. Monday and Tuesday, you can book a call with me. Thursday and Friday, you can book a call. You can't book a call on Wednesday because I'm peopled out and I know that about myself, right? Ooh, so it's yep. not about introvert. And I hear people say that all the time. I'm an introvert. No, you're shy or you're afraid of rejection or you just don't, you know, you don't like talking to people. And that yeah. is not being an introvert. That's just some other stuff that I'm going to give you the hard truth. You got to get over that stuff. I was going to curse, but I don't know yeah. if I can curse on you. <laughs> oh, well, my show, look, <laughs> if anything happens, I have people curse okay. on my show before. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, like get over that shit. Seriously, because yeah. here's the thing. And I was just writing this this morning in, um, in, in my journal, you know, because I, I, I do a lot of deep introspective. I'm very intuitive. And I, and I take that same message 
to give to my clients. And one of the things that we've got to get over is we misinterpret being uncomfortable as our intuition telling us not to do something. And that's not true. And I'm going to give you an example. How many of us have gone on a date with somebody? Our gut was like, oh, I don't know. But he was fine or she was fine and the energy and the chemistry was there. But your gut was like, oh, mm-mm. but you did it anyway. Right. Yep. There's a difference between your intuition and your emotions. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people make their business decisions based on emotions. Well, I don't want to be on camera. That's your emotion talking. You want to make yeah. some figures, get your butt in front of the camera and get over yourself. Yeah, you got to get over yourself. Right. And and we but we do that all the time. Well, I don't I don't I want to be authentic. Authentic is different from your emotions. Just because you don't like going to networking events, that's not you being authentic by not showing up. <laughs> you know, if you made a decision to be a seven-figure entrepreneur, but you say, I don't want to network with anybody, uh, sis ain't gonna happen. You're gonna have to do it. So yeah. we have to make that distinguish. That, that distinction between your emotions, mm. right? And what intuitively align with who you are. Boom, you got it. And I think that's the thing that happened with me. It was like, okay, I'm supposed to do this. I'm drawn. So I had no choice but to do it. I can't be in my emotions mm-hmm. and be like, oh, well, I might do this wrong with that, but just do it. Just get over here and talk. And yeah. that's what that's what I try to motivate people to do. And mm-hmm. as well as imposter syndrome, you know, because being in tech for over six years, you hear a lot of people saying, oh, I got imposter syndrome and stuff. Yeah. And at first I said, what? what is that? I mean, you, somebody can always do something and think they're not doing it right. I mean, that's natural, mm-hmm. but it's like you're just insecure. It's not really I don't believe in imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. I had to think about it for a long time. And I said, I just I just don't believe it. You're there because you're there for a reason. You got hired mm-hmm. for a reason. You're not going to know everything. Yeah. A lot of people don't know everything in these in, in this industry you think they do but they don't know everything so you really just it's just more confidence like you said earlier they get more they come off more confident than you Mm. they come they can say something totally wrong but because they got the confidence it sounded so good exactly (laughs) exactly and listen you know confidence and here's something i think is interesting too i think people think they're just supposed to be naturally confident Mm -mm. you can learn that um, one of my favorite sayings, we got some shirts that we're, we're um, putting together on this, but one of my favorite sayings is practice makes profit. You're not confident because you're not practicing. Mm-hmm. Think about this. The very And I'll, I'll tell a little bit of story. I got my, when I first got my driver's license, I remember the first night this guy took me on the highway at night. That was my first driving lesson. I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Oh my gosh, I'm scared. I was. I, I remember what that feeling was like. Now you put me in the car, it could be two o'clock in the morning. I don't know how I got from point A to point B. I just got home. Yep. I was in the car. I was listening to, you know, Spotify. I was listening to a book. I was doing this before you know when I'm home. I don't even think about it anymore. Why? Because I've got practice driving. And it's the yes. same thing with the things that make you uncomfortable now. The first time you do it, it's going to make you uncomfortable as shit. Man. And, it's, and, and listen, we're human and it's okay. Right? It's okay. But you got to keep practicing and practicing is what's going to make you profit. I concur on that because uh, the other day I started learning how to mix my own music because I was getting Ooh. irritated. So y'all, I mean, you know, I want to mix a certain way and mm-hmm. uh, you're not understanding what I'm trying to do because I'm out of the box with everything I do. So the so I said to myself, I got to figure out how to mix it. Stop being a punk. You're a slave to what you don't know. That's what David mm-hmm. Banner said the other day on the podcast. You're a slave wow. to what you don't know. And I said, I don't want to be a slave to what I don't know. I set mm-hmm. my butt down and figured it out. 
went through a tutorial because YouTube is your university. You got everything on there. Yeah. And I made a really good mix. All right. And I said, what was, why was I so uncomfortable paying these people? And I'm not saying you can't pay someone for extra help, but right. if, if you can't find them for some reason because they don't understand your vision, mm -hmm. at least you can execute it because you are your own label. You're not with a label. So you can do what you want to do. You can put out whatever you want. And that's one of the, that's the fruits of being an independent artist. So I was like, when I figured that out, I was like, yo, what was I tripping about? I was like, I was tripping. And well, now I'm com I feel more comfortable. Well, I'll tell you one more thing with that. And we say this all the time. You can't delegate what you don't understand. And that's what you were experiencing, right? So it's hard to delegate and tell somebody exactly what you want when you're not really, I don't, I don't know how it works. But now that you know how it works, yeah. you're like, oh, this is it. You can clearly communicate that when you're ready. Yeah. But you had to have that experience. And it's the same thing with marketing, right? You might have to take some classes. Like I said, we have the leads lab, learn how to market so that when you're ready to hire, you know what it's supposed to look like and feel like, and you're not at the mercy of other people. Facts. Ooh, yes. It's like, it's like an accountant. You know, you heard these stories about the rapper saying they stole my money and I didn't know. Man, you a slave to what you don't know. We got to know our finances. We got to know exactly what's going on. That's why I'm about to take me a tax class because- <laughs> uh, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm on point. You, uh -huh. you got to know because you can't just depend on them, you know. And so I love it. Yeah. Um, so before we wrap everything up, because it's mm -hmm. almost getting close to that time, you know, I'm having a lot of fun with you. Uh, <laughs> what would you say to your 18 year old self? Oh, my goodness. <sighs> what would I say to my 18 year old self? Ask for what you want. Mm. Not what you think you can get. I like that. Ask for what you want, not yeah. what you think you can get. Yeah. I yeah. Like and when we do that to ourselves. I do that in corporate. Like I, I, I used to, I started out as a career coach and, um, you know, I remember when I would work with people, I would say, well, how, what's the salary you want? And they would add up their bills and they would put a little bit of money um, in there for spending and savings and say, well, this is what I want. Mm. I'm like, yeah, but the job that you're trying to go for is like, $70,000, but you're looking at your bill saying that you need only need $40,000 and you're wondering why you're underpaid. See? And, yep. And you I did manifested that. that. I, yeah, I did that for, I did that for a long time. Right. I asked for what I thought I could get instead of what I really wanted. Right? Yep. That was an aha moment. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I, an example of that happening, I was at a job. I love this job that I was at. Um, I had no plans on leaving. This company was recruiting me. And my boss, I had a really great relationship with my boss. He was an amazing black man to work for. And um, he said, oh, you should go to the interview and just check it out. So I went to the interview. I wasn't super impressed. Um, on my way back from the interview, the recruiter called me and said, they want to make you an offer. He said, what do you want for your salary? I was like, all right, $98,000. He said, okay. I, I was like, huh? <laughs> Right. Because I was only making like I was only making like 60. I thought I was only making like 74,000. Right. Mm. And, and the company that I was with, I just got like a $19,000 bonus, which I didn't even know was possible. Right. Dang. And so I was like, well, I think I meant $98,000 because I'm like, Dang, you know, he was like, OK, didn't even have to go back to them. Right. Dang. And I was like, oh, see, but asking for what I thought I could get mm -hmm. instead of what I wanted. Cause what I really wanted was a six figure thing. Yes. For that, see what I'm saying? But I, I talk, I'm just sharing it as an example. Yeah. Because we under, we undersell ourselves. We undervalue the work that we have. 
And so we ask for what we think we can get instead of being intentional and clear about what we really, really want. I love that. And that goes for all aspects, aspects in life, dating, mm-hmm. everything. Like, Oh, yes. Dating for sure. That's another big topic. <laughs> By the way, check out my dating card game, y'all, Dating Assassins. But um, <laughs> but <laughs> that little shameless plug. But, <laughs> but yeah, so um, where can people hit you up to, to you know, work with you and mm-hmm. follow you and support you? Yeah, well, all over the Internet, all over the interwebs, you can find me at Ty Goodwin, T-A-I. Good win. You can find me on all the platforms there. And um, we actually do a class um, called the Leads Workshop, where we're teaching people about how to create a stress-free client attraction system. All right. And we do that every every week or every other week. So if you go to the Leads Workshop, you can sign up for the next one. But that's the best way to get a sample of what we do. Oh, nice. I might sign up for that because that's that's cool. That's exciting. Well, thanks for coming on here today. Um, I'm sure my audience got mad gems and I even got gems. I'm always getting gems. I'm grateful. I love this job. So (laughs) I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Please subscribe, share if you care. Ladies and gents, jazz up your New Year's Eve with the renowned Jeff Hamilton Organ Trio. Swing in the New Year at the Lincoln Theater with an unforgettable evening of soulful Hammond B3 organ sounds by Akiko, Saruga, and dynamic guitar work by Steve Kolbachek, led by renowned drummer Jeff Hamilton. This trio is a powerhouse of talent that will get you moving and grooving into 2024 with style. Join us December 29th at the Lincoln Theater. Visit jazzartsgroup.org for tickets and information.